It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. You can go to FetchMeDelivery.com or check out the free Fetch Me Delivery app. Zach Blackerby here with you, joined by Michael Pappas of ESPN 106.7. Hello, Michael. How are you? You know what, Zach? What's up? I'm doing okay. Just okay? Just okay. Painter Sharpens will be joining us in a, in a few minutes, I believe. Why just okay, man? I had a very good weekend until, what time do we leave Wild Wings? Like 6.30? I had a pretty sure. good weekend yeah. until about 6.30 on Saturday. What happened? The Browns won. Okay. Um, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, uh, an interesting Sunday for Auburn fans. They came in at number 12 in the college football playoff rankings. And they are playing in the Outback Bowl against Minnesota. Of course, the uh, the P.J. Fleck-led Golden Gophers. Auburn fans kind of all over the place on this. The players thought they should have been ranked higher. It was an interesting yeah. thing. Anthony Schwartz and, and Sean Shivers tweeting out about that. But with three losses, I kind of think this is as good as you're going to be able to get. They needed some other things to happen that did not go their way. So I think Auburn playing in the Outback Bowl ranked 12, I think it makes sense. I think that is very fitting. I agree. And people, I also saw some people upset that uh, the, it looks like the Citrus Bowl picked Alabama uh, instead of Auburn. But I'm going to be honest. I like this matchup with the Minnesota team. I think it's going to be fun. I think P.J. Fleck is a very good coach. And quite honestly, I think Minnesota is a better football team than Michigan. Uh, the Citrus Bowl went for the uh, the look at me matchup. I saw someone on Twitter call it look at the helmets. And, you know, they're getting Harbaugh versus Saban. And that's all good and fun, but it looks like it's going to be a shell Alabama team with half of their team not playing because they're all going pro. And, you know, I I think this Outback Bowl against Minnesota is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a good game. And Auburn's going to get a fun test against uh, a a very good Minnesota team. Painter Sharpless now joining us. Painter, what do you think about this Outback Bowl matchup? We, We both think it makes sense. I think a lot of people are happy that it's not Wisconsin. Yeah. I think Auburn needs to uh, stamp on Minnesota. I don't. Uh, I do not hold Minnesota in the same regard as Auburn in terms of the talent on the team, the experience in coaching. At this point, this I think is a super favorable matchup for Auburn. One that they can go out on a high note. They said their goal was to win ten games after they lost the Georgia game. They now have that opportunity to do so. To me, this is a no-brainer. Auburn recruits better. Their coaching staff has played for a national title 
some of them multiple. Auburn needs to win this game decisively. I wouldn't be shocked if I, I don't think it'll be as this drastic of a beatdown, but I bet the outcome is similar to what we saw last year. That is my early early jump on it. I don't think they're going to kill them, you know, by fifty or whatever. But I do think this is going to be a, a situation where Auburn is just the more talented team from top to bottom. I am. Well, I think shocked. Vegas already has them as a double-digit favorite. It opened at nine. I think it moved to eight and a half. Okay, I so it I moved in the wrong today. direction. Okay, then I, I'm mistaken. I thought it moved in the direction of Auburn. I'm mistaken. Yeah, no, I, I think it, I think it's moved a little bit towards uh, towards Minnesota. I wouldn't be shocked if it moved towards double digits as we get closer. But just from a talent standpoint, it's just night and day. I'm shocked. By the like everything that you guys have just said, why? What is it that Minnesota? I mean, I, th- I I think they're on a really great path, and they like they beat a good Wisconsin team. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, that's it. No, that's they what lost they, that's what they did. That's their resume. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Who, did, who, who? I'm mistaken. Who did they? Who they beat at the end of the year? Penn State. Okay, there we go. Excuse me. Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, is a very good quarterback. They've got a safety, Antoine Winfield, who's Antoine They're, Winfield's All right, son. now, let's go. They're not going to win because of their offense. Because their offense isn't going to be able to move the football. Let's just, let's just go ahead and address that real quick. So, like, they can have good quarterbacks. They can have good receivers. But and Is he better than Joe Burrow? No. Better than... Yeah, but Derrick Brown's not going to play in the bowl game. I hope Derrick doesn't play in the bowl game, but I... It, and I won't be surprised if he doesn't. I think it would be almost foolish to. He's the kind of guy that would, but I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I hope he doesn't as well. But, I mean, guys like Tyron Truesdale, I'd love to see Connus Miller get more reps. I mean, these guys are going to be able to hold their own. I think they're going to be able to push around Minnesota's offensive line. I don't think I don't think nine or ten points in the spread. I don't think it's enough. Yeah, and my bad earlier. You were right, uh, Michael. Wisconsin won 38-17. to whereas Minnesota edged out uh, Penn State by five. Yeah, more in this conversation uh, in just uh, just a moment, because I want to hear Michael's thoughts on this. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, CODE, C-O-D-E. That's just $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code, CODE, C-O-D-E. That's what the live read says, folks, to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Michael, uh, I, I kind of want to give you the floor here. You think Painter and I are kind of off 
here in regards to Auburn outmatching Minnesota in the Outback Bowl. Tell us why we're wrong. I just think that this Minnesota team should not be taken lightly. And if this ends up being a closer game, that people shouldn't be surprised. I don't want to spend the next three weeks being like Auburn should whoop them and then Auburn come out and lose and everyone freak out. Like It is a bowl game, which means a lot of times one team cares more than another team. And Minnesota is not a bad team. The way you said Minnesota, you just, that was the perfect pronunciation. And I'm not being facetious. I totally missed it. Do it again. Minnesota? Uh, the first time you did it with just a little bit of Minnesota. Oh. You, uh, but anyway, go Minnesota. ahead. I, I digress. Uh, they're a very good team. I mean, they, only, they almost won the Big Ten East. They were a win against Wisconsin away from winning the Big Ten East. They, if not for a slip-up, I, I believe sl- against So let me ask Iowa. you, where, where's the mismatch? Where's the matchup where Minnesota's like, all right, this is it? Outside of Auburn pulling a Chick-fil-A ball like they did it a few years ago against UCF, that's the only way I see Minnesota winning. And aren't winning. those circumstances different? Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know the Minnesota roster all that well, but I know that but, they've I mean, got... The, the look on your face, I mean, you were genuinely shocked when we said, you know, th- this this shouldn't be a contest. I mean, you were genuinely yeah. shocked. What, what caused that surprise? Um, well, first off, I think P.J. Fleck is an extremely good coach, which means that I expect this Minnesota team to be ready to play and well-prepared for the game. Tanner Morgan, I think, is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the country. Um, no, he's not Joe Burrow. So, yes, there is a chance that the offense gets completely shut down. They've got a receiver. Um, I don't know his name. I apologize. Uh, I'll know it for tomorrow's show. We will learn he's all a, about Minnesota yeah. over the next few weeks. Yeah, he's not worried about that. A, a big dude. He's been their go-to guy. He's been very good. Uh, and then their defense outside of, I mean, really the Wisconsin game has been very, very good also. Uh, Antoine Winfield, I believe, led the country in interceptions. He's going to be an All-American. He's a safety for them. He's Antoine Winfield's son. And so, How about that? I just – I think Auburn's going to win the game. I just don't think it is – I was just surprised that you guys were both so like, Auburn's going to kill them. I just think they're so much better of a team. They've recruited longer. They've recruited better. P.J. Fleck got coach of the year like in that conference. He's a great coach. That fan base should be super excited about what they've got coming, especially when you look at what their past holds. Yeah. And if he wants to stick around, good. Like He might be able to turn them into something in the ballpark of Penn State in terms of, I don't know about the longevity. I'm not comparing him to Joe Paterno, Paterno but in terms of being the third or fourth best team most years in the conference and then maybe stockpiling some talent and making a real run for a conference title every couple seasons, like I can see that, but they're not there yet. Well, or, and PJ Flex is going to be—he's going to be able to coach up guys, and you know, I think players that go through Minnesota are going to get better. My biggest thing is Minnesota's just not going to be able to recruit with Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. It's just not going to happen. I—they really only have to recruit with Wisconsin, right? Because they play in the East, and so you know, the East for or the West. The Big Ten West, right? I thought they did the Legends and Leaders thing. <laughs> they backed off that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's a good call. That was a good call. They're in the Big Ten West with Wisconsin, so they they've got to beat Wisconsin every year, and that's well, pretty and, but, much but, it. I mean, they and played, Iowa. They, I mean, they played Penn State this year, though. That's so true. I mean, you know, it, it's it's you know, it still matters. It still matters. You know, uh, like when, when Florida recruits better than Auburn, like it still affects yeah. Auburn. You know, 
We'll see. Uh, P.J. Fleck, like we're saying, is an incredible coach, and we'll see if he can sustain success. I his, just his big thing is rode the boat. There yep. is literally a big boat in, in the stadium that they're going to be playing in. Who do you, th- do you think that benefits? Uh, do you think that benefits P.J. Fleck and the the Golden Gophers? If they can get a sail on that boat on the pirate ship, then I think Auburn's already lost the game. In a <laughs> in a somewhat meaningless statistic, this is from uh, our good friend. Gianna Hahn at AL.com. She notes that the Golden Gophers are 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one against SEC teams all time. And the last time they got together, they lost to Missouri in the Citrus Bowl, 33-17. Neither of those things will have a bearing on this game. Speaking of things that don't have a bearing on this game, but do have a bearing on the big picture, how you guys feel about the, uh, the lane train rolling into Oxford? Don't get me started i'm here for it baby i love it for ole miss i love it i think it's they're instantly a national story again they're not only a national story which is how i think a lot of people are looking at this as oh he'll get them to six to eight wins i think with enough time and the coaching staff that it's that he's apparently putting together like they could be in the ballpark of what hugh freeze did which is if you're winning to nine to eleven games at ole miss fantastic if you're getting to seven or eight and you're doing it with exciting offense still pretty good like people will care about Ole Miss again and basically his entire fan base is just him (laughs) it's just a bunch of people like him so they will embrace him benefits of knowing your audience right yes I uh I'm pumped for Ole Miss fans I really am I think this is the perfect hire for them I don't know anything about the guy that Arkansas hired um, Same. Yeah, good Pittman. luck. <laughs> good yeah. luck to him. They're um, just so. It's like whoever takes that job. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's good rough. Luck. It's rough. Hey, if you're a Spotify listener and you Spotify, uh, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live, and as well as at Locked On Auburn on Twitter, and we would love to share and retweet. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we mentioned this a little bit at the top of the show, guys. What do you think about... Auburn's placement and you know Auburn players kind of tweeting out their frustration with with where they're headed. I was a little surprised by it, especially since you know we hadn't really seen a whole lot of players tweeting out and kind of lashing out since the whole them calling out the fan base thing against mm-hmm. Ole Miss. I kind of thought that had been handled. I guess not, and th- this isn't as big of a deal. I don't think. But what are your uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do, do Anthony Schwartz and Sean Shivers uh, and there were a few others. Those are the two that kind of drew headlines. Do you think it's a valid argument? Because I just, I'm not seeing it. I'm not surprised. Um, They've got, I guess, the one thing you could probably say is like, hey, you know, if you care enough to say that the Citrus Bowl should have taken them, then sure. But like, if if they're aware of how they they divvy this up and the way the rankings work and how the New Year Six Bowls work, then we saw this coming. They've also got three losses. Now, the counter argument to that is, 
few teams played a schedule like that. So most teams would probably have some lo- some extra losses if they played that schedule. I, I, I think if they played every team ranked in the top ten, if you have more than two losses, you're out of it. Yeah. I, I think there's a threshold that more than two losses, it just it doesn't matter anymore. They would have needed Utah to win and an all-time beatdown from Ohio State for Auburn to be in a New Year's Six game. And... You know, Oregon won. I'm surprised that Oregon jumped all the way up to number six or wherever. I mean, they're a conference champ. Like, they're 11-2. and two. I get it. but it is, And they stomped Utah. That game is, was not close. Are, are you all that convinced that Baylor, Wisconsin, Florida, Penn State, and obviously Utah are better than Oregon? Maybe you are, but they didn't win their conference. And so I think when you're splitting hairs, it's like, well, you got to default to the conference champion. So I'm okay with them moving Oregon up to six. I understand why people are like, they're probably not really the sixth best team in the country, but also kind of like what you do with Georgia there at five. What else do you do with them? Yeah, it's the old uh, best team versus the most deserving discussion, you know? I think Georgia at five is crazy. Yeah, I, I think do it's too. a great... I don't think it matters. It, it doesn't. Like, it's window dressing, right? It doesn't. Like, as soon as you hit five, it's like, well, you're in a New Year's Six Bowl, so that's like obviously a plus, something to hang your hat on. Yeah, but, five and eight are the same but thing. But five so. feels really cold compared to four, whereas if you're nine, it's like, oh, Florida's nine and, and Georgia's fifth, and who cares, really? Man, Georgia fans are probably the most upset fan base in the SEC right now. I mean, they, they, there are folks calling for... Kirby Smart's job, saying that he's he's Mark Richt 2.0, he can't win when it matters, and I think there's a lot of Auburn fans taking a lot of a uh, lot of joy and a lot I of happiness so. watching the watching this kind of collapse happen. I'm here for uh, the take that Kirby Smart's going to get that national title. I know it's been elusive for the Georgia fans. They are recruiting at an outstanding level. They've got a decision to make, and I don't think it's a difficult one about what direction they want this offense to go in. It can't stay like this. I'm okay if you want to run. Some pro style, like we're we see teams do that. Some Alabama will do it. Some, but I mean, look at what Justin Fields is doing. Their their offense is stuck in the decades past. Even Nick Saban, who was pretty reluctant to do this, was like, "All right, we're just going to do this, and I'll I'll adjust." I I don't think he preferred it. And now they've got one of the best offenses in the entire country. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they made the wrong decision. And that's kind of one of those things like everyone knew they were making the wrong decision. Wait, what do you mean? From over Fields? Yes. I don't think that's fair to say because Justin Fields in the Georgia offense would not be Justin Fields in the Ohio State offense. I get Zach's point, And I think we all probably assume Fields' ceiling was higher without really having seen the kid play a meaningful game since most of the time he was coming in in a package or in yep. garbage time. And so I think it was perfect for him to go to Ohio State where they've had all the success on offense. They've, you know, clearly the talent there is outrageous. It's up there with Clemson and Georgia and Alabama. But yeah, to your point also, Michael, like he just would be doing different things had he beaten out Jake Fromm. I also think with Fromm, I, the dude, all he's done is gotten that team to three SEC championship games. I have no problem with Kirby Smart saying, we're sticking with that. We're sticking with the guy yeah. who has gotten us to back-to-back-to-back to back to back champion. Well, I back guess at the back. time, yeah, exactly. And he did win one of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, Auburn was on the, the wrong side of that one. Well, like, they, he, fa- they found out what it was like to not have some of your best players. Makes mm-hmm. that SEC championship game a little harder. Now, I don't know if they would have beaten LSU anyway, but I don't think if they'd had a healthier DeAndre Swift and a, and a George Pickens that plays the whole game and a little bit better of an offensive line. 
and Cager would have played, and then they had the I, other. I, I just think who, that was that was more than just a few players. I think there was a, yeah. I think there was also a bad matchup for Georgia. Just yeah. like the way that that fell, the strengths of each team. Nonetheless, um, I, I get why they stuck with Fromm. I do, but I think Fields. The thing we that you're saying, Zach, I think is true. It's like. Yeah, it seems like in the college game, at least his ceiling has got to be higher. I'm curious to see how this this fan out outlashing towards Georgia, as well as Kirby uh, Kirby Smart's comments post game, and, and and I shared this on the the Locked On Auburn Twitter account. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but he was asked about Jake Fromm's development because he his stats were better previously than than this year. Like statistically, he's gotten worse, and even on the eye test, it looks like he's taking a step back. And he essentially said, like, hey, you know, we lost receivers and it's up to me to replace them and I didn't get it done. And it's like, what? You're essentially just coming out saying you're, you're, the supporting cast isn't good enough? Why would you say that? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, I am on the opposite side of Painter. I think Georgia gets talked up a lot as a football, like a national powerhouse right now. And they haven't really won anything. They've won one SEC title under Kirby Smart. And obviously, they didn't make it to the national championship. I mean, to be fair, like they, they've gotten to the SEC championship and people will say, well, it's a weak East. And it's like, yeah, I guess. But then like if they win that game against the number one overall LSU team and the number one overall Alabama team, it's like, yeah, OK, like it's kind of a, it's understandable to lose a very close game to Alabama last year, who was the number one team in the country. Right. Yes. Was Clemson number one at that time, or was Alabama still on? I think one or two. I think Alabama matter. was. Now but, yeah. this year's a little different, right? Because they just got smoked. Yeah, it didn't look like they belonged. Uh, yeah, but if you'll recall, um, Greg McElwain, Jim McElwain, Jim McElwain at Florida was winning the SEC East. Also, granted, the, the, the East yes. was at its worst, and they didn't actually ever win one. So, like, and then he got run off. Yeah, and, and he didn't recruit well. The team so didn't. like it's not the same because one of them has a top five roster in the country and is sending players to the NFL and has won three straight Eastern Division championships and managed to actually win the game in 17, whereas McElwain just went and got his ass kicked twice. That's true. I just think that there is a little bit of a comparison there because – a week, or, or a, week east, a week east, is a, I, I think. I think the week east thing is fair. Yeah, and I'm curious to see how Florida now, with with their, it seems like they're back. I really like what Dan Mullen has going on at and Florida. They're playing Virginia. I mean, as long as they show up, they're mm-hmm. going to be okay. Yeah. So it, it'll be fun to see how the early signing period goes. I think Auburn's going to get some surprises. I think Auburn should be in a good spot. Painter, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Eleven to one. Catch the lunch break, Justin Ferguson and me. Hope that you will listen to that. That's ESPN 106.7. You can hear that at ESPNAU.com and the ESPN 106.7 app. Also in podcast form if that uh, suits you. And if you're listening to this, I think it does. Yes. Michael Pappas. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Uh, if you're looking to make some money on a futures bet, take Clemson to win the national championship. Can they hear that? That was so loud. All right, follow me on Twitter at Z Blackboot. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.